Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back, everyone. Listen, I can't say it enough on the podcast that we must repent, that we must put away all of the sin and stop with the excuse that we are only humans and that it is impossible to stop sinning. People, we need to get the memo. Christ Jesus is on his way back. I can't begin to tell you how many times that he have told me to tell the people that he is coming and that his reward will be with him. And that reward is to give every man according to their deeds and according to their ways. So, which reward are you looking for? Because everybody wants the blessings. Everybody wants gifts and spiritual discernment. But you can't have any of that if you are still in sin. So, just just because you all don't want to stop it. So we are going to the Bible today to pull up some scriptures because I don't know about you all, but I don't need to get beat in the head with a brick to let me know that it hurts. Amen. So today I want to talk about sin, repentance, and holy living. Listen, we cannot keep playing around. Time is of the essence. The Bible tells us that it is appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. We think we got all of this time in the world to be slipping and sliding in and around, up and through our sins, like Jesus is not coming back. Amen? Amen. So, we're going to hit the scriptures today. But before we get started, let us pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we love you and we want you. Hallowed be thy name, Father. Make your name great in this earth. Let the people know that there is only one true living God and he is in heaven and that you love this world so much, Father, that you demonstrated it by sending us Jesus. Father, we needed Jesus. Oh, yes, we did. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. <sighs> Father, it pains me so much every time I think about the brutality of Christ's crucifixion and the suffering leading up to it. Father, we know that this was your perfect will to be done in this way. Father, that is why Jesus, when he prayed in the garden, he said, nevertheless, let your will be done. So, Father, let your will be done. Show us how to live holy. Show us how to once and for all put away the sin because we understand, Father, if we never understood it before, we, un we understand it now that no man, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So, Father, I ask for wisdom and I ask for discernment. Father, may the Holy Spirit move on me. Show me exactly how to apply your word in my life. Father, I can't do this without you. I see that now. I cannot do anything without you. So, Father, I give you thanks through my Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving this world through your son. And Father, may today's lesson bring you glory. Father, tell me, what is it you want the people to know? And I'll let them know. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, people. So, first up, holy living. Let's start there because, you know, my second job over there on Facebook, a.k.a. the Lion's Den. Whew, let me tell you. You know why I love talking about Facebook like I do on the podcast? Because it gives me insight. Because when I was a backslidden Christian, a lukewarm Christian, I would wholeheartedly agree with the mindset of that, yep, we are only human and that we are trying and that God knows our hearts. He knows that I'm going to get this right. He's still working on me. I used to be of that fan club. So 
when I'm over there on Facebook and everybody under God's creation knows by now the lane that Christ Jesus put me in. He put me in the lane of you need to repent. You must repent today. And with the utmost urgency, today is the day for your salvation. Today is the day, ma'am, sir, you need to come to Christ Jesus and that we need to obey the gospel that if we believe, because look, listen, if we believe that Christ Jesus died for our sins by faith, what do we do with what we believe in? We stop sinning. If we believe that Jesus died a brutal and horrific death on our behalf so that sin will no longer have mastery over us and that God's wrath is no longer upon us because Jesus is our mediator. He is the bridge between us and Holy God and that with his sacrificial death, it appease God's wrath because the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. Listen, there's a penalty. There's a penalty for sin and somebody had to pay it. We couldn't do it. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. God says that our good works is like filthy rags to him. And if you break that down, filthy rags, he's talking about menstrual rags, dead blood. So, no, there was nothing we could have done. We needed Jesus. So, if you believe all of that, then why are you sinning? Listen, my hand is raised. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, I don't got this in the bag. Okay, I'm striving every day to remind myself, don't even think about any temptation that comes your way. Yeah, they come, the thoughts come, but guess what we have to do? We have to shut it down. Why? Because our weapons are not carnal. But they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above God. Listen, if that if that thought of temptation comes into our little pea brains to say, oh, I think I'm going to go sleep with Bob tonight. You shut that thought down. You do have a choice, people. You don't have to sin. And so over there on Facebook, since this is the lane, glory be to God, that he gave me, all I am going to ever talk about is repentance, hell, holy living, Christ Jesus, the manner in which he died should compel all of us. If for nothing else, all of that blood that was shed, 
look, listen, I can't get enough of Isaiah 52, 14 that tells us that the people... The people were so appalled. They were so horrified when they saw Christ Jesus, when they finally nailed him to the cross after that beating he took at the hands of the Roman soldiers with that cat of nine tails. He was ripped to shreds. The, the Bible says that they, the people were astonished when they looked at Jesus after all what he went through, that his body, his his face, it was so disfigured. The Bible says that he looked unhuman. He didn't, the people didn't recognize him as a human being. They couldn't understand what they were looking at. And so much so that at the end of all of it, when he finally died and that Roman centurion pierced him with the sword, the Bible talks about how the centurion fell down to his knees because after it turned dark and the earthquake and, and after everything he saw what happened to Jesus, he got down he got down on his knees and said, "Yes, that was the son of the living God." Amen. So now you get it after all of that, now you get it. So look, listen. If we love Jesus, then we will put away the sin. If we believe that he died for us, that he died that horrific death on our behalf, then why are we continuing to sin? So I posed that very question on Facebook yesterday. Let me tell you something about people who mock God and the people that's coming to bring the message. Look, listen, the fact that you are still stuck in your sins I keep telling everybody, you are not going to come on my page or the podcast with the foolishness talking about, well, what they said, there was like something to the fact that, well, duh, we're humans. What do you mean, duh, we're humans? If you are on my page, I will only presume that you must be in the body of Christ because how else are you getting my type of post? Unless you are friends with one of my friends and they happen to share something and you get it and you stuck in your sins and now you want to mock the comment. Oh, absolutely not. You will get the royal righteous business. So look, people, crack open the Bibles today because we're going to talk about holy living. We're going to talk about those sins that will keep us out of heaven and and what will happen to you if we don't stop sinning. So I got my notes out today. If you hear any paper 
paper shuffling, that's what it is. So now look, let's look at Psalms 119 verse 9. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? Question mark. And the answer is by living according to your word. Amen. Leviticus 20 verse 26. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. Amen. And we see Jesus in the gospels telling us to choose the narrow way. He says in Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. Jesus is telling us that the road to hell is filled with a whole bunch of people. But that that straight and narrow gate, that narrow way, few people will be, how he says it, will be even unable to find it. He says that, and few there be that find it. Not to mention that they not even on the straight and narrow path, but that they can't even find it. I don't know what is worse, <laughs> being, being on the broad way to hell or being so deceived by this world and being so rebellious in your sins that you can't even find the straight and narrow path. Let's continue. And we're talking about right now, holy living. Listen, 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, but you... Okay, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Amen. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his his wonderful light. Listen, if you have if you had called on the name of Jesus to save you, God has called you out of darkness. We ain't got no business being back over there in Satan's camp. And that's the problem with the false doctrine of eternal security. It gives people a false sense of salvation when they don't even have it. Because they keep telling you, which gives you the mindset of that no matter 
what sin you do, no matter how much of it that you do, you can never out God's wonderful grace. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, your future sins have also been nailed to the cross. So you still going to get to heaven anyway, because Jesus said, no man can pluck you out of his hand. And so that gives the person, and this is what the false teacher needs to stop it, because this is exactly what they are doing. They are, in fact, giving people a license to sin, because all you had to tell me when I'm thinking I'm on my way to heaven, okay, and I'm still in sin, but I am of the mindset, well... I know I shouldn't be doing this, but God got me covered anyway. No, God does not got you covered anyway. Not according to the scriptures. Amen. So now look, listen, God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him in love. Amen. Listen, holy means not only sanctified, separated unto God, but also different. Listen, we got to look way different from the world because how else are we going to be a testimony for Christ if the person down at the club who's booty shaking and you're right next to them out shaking your booty, okay, they ain't coming to Christ. Oh, absolutely not. So look, we must be different, distinct from everything that is common. People, only God is different, distinct from all things. Hence, he is holy, Holiness is his nature. He chose us that we should be holy. Amen. When Listen, when we were born again, we were born of the spirit in our spirit. And the process of God's full salvation of our whole being began. This process includes God making us holy. Amen. So... We see that it is God's will for us to be holy. Amen. So, turn to my pages here. So, now let's go over some scriptures about the sins that will send you straight to hell. Come on. Come on now. We got to repent. We got we to gotta put the sin away and stop playing because, listen. The price we pay for sin is death, right? That is why we must turn from our wickedness, turn from riotous living, turn from sexual immorality, turn from worldly lust and passions. We need to turn from rebellion against God and turn to the only one that can save us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, you are now free to be holy, okay? Now, 
Don't return back to that jail cell. Don't return back to your vomit. Listen, we have been set free to live clean, holy, and righteous lives. Amen. Christ Jesus has set us free. So if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Amen. Because look, the bottom line of the many bottom lines in my life, okay? Jesus made it clear in John 8, 12, when he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the implication and expectation is that if we are following Christ, then we will not walk in in darkness. Amen. It's just as simple as that. Listen, we cannot be in violation of the scripture and expect for all to be well in our lives. We must let this sink in. Amen. And we got to stop sinning. Listen, 1 Corinthians. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 tells us this. Or know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates. And those are those men who like to dress up as women and have homosexual sex, they ain't getting in, nor homosexuals, they ain't getting in, nor thieves, they ain't getting in either, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, those are your slanderers with that tongue. Oh, absolutely not. They ain't getting in, nor swindlers, and those are your con men. Amen. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, the Bible just told us, do we not know, okay, that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you can justify any of those works of the flesh that we just read here. You can justify all you want, but at the end of the day, God will always be true. And let every man be a liar. Amen. Revelation 21 8 says, But for the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and fornicators and sorcerers, and that include y'all weed smoking smokers, because that's witchcraft, that's sorcery. Listen, anything that you ingest into your body for drug use to get high, where your mind is now being manipulated, taking you to another state of consciousness on purpose like that, you are a sorcerer. Amen. And so look, idolaters and all liars their part shall be okay because god ain't playing their part shall be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death because we are talking about 
sins that will keep you out of heaven and send you to hell. Now, we just finished talking about how God commands us to be holy. Listen, sinners in the world, they going to do what they do. They ain't trying to come to Christ. They ain't trying to repent. Okay, well, then God is going to give them over to a reprobate mind. He will give them over to their sins because they don't want his love. They don't want Jesus. And obviously, they don't want heaven. Okay, fine. So then God is going to turn you over to all of your lusts, your passions, and your deceptions. And guess what? You are going to go crazy in the process. Trust me. Amen. So now look, we have Mark 7 verses 20 to 23 that says, and he said that which proceeded out of the man, that which proceeded out of the man that defiled him. Verse 21, for from within out of the heart of men, evil thoughts proceed, fornications, deaths, murders, adulteries. Listen, this is all coming out of a man's heart. The heart that you keep saying that Jesus knows so much. Well, he's telling us what's in the heart. Amen. Look, adulteries covetings, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, come on now, an evil eye, railing. You know what railing is? You know how we see all of these uh, protests that, that ends up in violence and everybody want to just storm the Capitol or storm the White House or storm this or storm that. And like this this, this mob of, of protesters, all of that railing, okay, that's a sin. Yeah, but we doing this for social justice. How about, thank you, Holy Spirit, that God says that the battle is his and that he is the one that is the avenger. How about putting our faith in, in God that he will deal with the enemies of this world? But, oh, no, no, here you and about 250 of y'all, oh, y'all going to go down and storm the local precinct because somebody for the most part, had no business doing something that they had no business breaking the law and they got themselves in trouble. But now everybody wants to go down and protest. Y'all need to stop it and repent. Look, the Bible is telling us in Mark 7, okay, what's coming out of, of, of a man's heart is what going to defile him. Look, an evil eye, railing, pride, foolishness. Verse 23, all these evil things. So yeah, railing is an evil thing. It says all these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. Okay, because all we got to do is read Romans 1 verses 18 to 32. Now look what it says. Okay, because we talking about right now those things that will send you to hell. Listen, but God, verse 18 of Romans 1. 
but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So, the Bible says, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Amen. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but... They wouldn't worship him as God. Ah, that's the problem, huh? Yeah, look, the Bible says, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. Hmm, let's see. Yeah, they come up with a foolish idea that God doesn't have a problem with them smoking weed. Yep, they come up with the foolish idea that God is okay with you sleeping with that married man because he proposed to you first, but on the low, low, he was really checking for another woman and he ended up marrying her. So you say, well, I had him first. Yeah, that is not the God of the Bible, I can assure you. Amen. So look, <clears throat> right? They come up, they think up foolish. The Bible says it is foolish, foolish ideas of what God was like. So as a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. Verse 23 and instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Verse 24, so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile, listen, <laughs> Y'all want your sin so bad, right? That God can't tell you nothing. Do you really understand what it means, thank you, Holy Spirit, to be turned over to your sins? Because you thinking, oh, let the party begin now. I don't have the answer to God. I don't have to be righteous. I can eat, drink, and be merry. Look, listen. There is nothing funny nor fun about holy God pushing you away because you kept slapping his hand of grace away. And for him to turn you over, that, my friend, is not a good thing. Absolutely not. That's the worst possible thing while you in your bodysuit that can happen to you. Listen, because as a result, look. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship. See, all of these so, meaning because since you don't want God and you don't want to repent, so, so, like it says here, so, 
Look, they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires, which were what? Even the women. The Bible's like even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men. And the men. And the men, verse 27, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned. The Bible says burned. Burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. Listen, do not let this homosexual community deceive you to think that this is a good thing. It is not. It is an abomination to God. God calls it shameful that men burn with lust for each other and lie with one another like he would do with a woman. That is unnatural. Oral sex, anal sex, that is all unnatural. And in times past, while we were steeped in our sins, we did those things. And now looking back, we are shamed. Glory be to God. Look, look what it says. With other men and as a result of this sin, homosexual sex is a sin. They suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Whatever that means, whatever diseases or viruses or mental breakdowns, whatever that the Bible is referring to here, it says they suffered. So listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are right. Being a homosexual or a lesbian or trans or pan or whatever else y'all want to call yourselves because the Bible says that God created male and female. Male and female, he created them. That's it. The satanic thinking of this world, the deprived mindset came up. With the notion that you can have sex with whomever, however you want to. And God says that you will suffer for that. They suffered. It doesn't say nowhere in here that, oh, they had parades. Oh, they had, um, they had uh, laws put on the books for them to marry one another in that unnatural manner. No, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Verse 28, since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God, well, he abandoned them. You see what I'm saying? You do not want God to abandon you, especially when he says that I would never leave you. I would never forsake you. How do you get from that to him abandoning you because you don't want him? Listen, you right, Holy Spirit. 
it is never God's fault for whatever is going on in this wicked world. It is not. And those evil people need to stop blaming God and questioning, well, well, where is God? Why all these babies are being killed? Why all the bad things are happening? Why God ain't doing something about it? Excuse me. You said you didn't want him. You're not praying to him to intervene. You're not making any uh, supplications or uh, intercessions. So what you mean why God ain't doing something? Why are you over there with your lesbian lover talking about how sick this world is? Really? Get me started. Listen, verse 28. Well, since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. The Bible says that these things should never be done. Their lies, because look, listen, if you think that you living in wicked sin, sleeping with whomever, fornicating, committing adultery, of uh, murdering, and and all all of that. Okay, God says that their lives became full of every kind of wickedness and you can't tell me as you laying up there with your homosexual lover that you actually have peace impossible and I call you a liar to your face because God does not lie you have wickedness this is what the Bible is saying look about your life that it is full full of every kind of wickedness sin greed hate envy murder come on now let me turn let me turn this page quarreling and y'all thinking y'all living your best lives ever right absolutely not look deception what it says malicious behavior and gossip let us not forget the gossip huh Look at this, verse 30. They are backstabbers. And y'all want to call people who preach to you the gospel that you must repent of this lifestyle. You call us crazy and hateful. Look what God is saying, what your life is full of, and you can't say that it ain't. Listen, they are backstabbers. Haters of God, insolent, because you can't tell them nothing, right? Proud and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. We ain't going to talk about all the inventions that goes on when you practicing sexual immorality, all of the sex toys, all of the balls and chains and leathers and straps and, and, uh, what they call those things um i can't even think of it oh my goodness you know those things with the with the cowboys wear over their uh, jeans but in this case they don't wear nothing underneath them chaps yeah leather chaps Come on now. Look, the bible just says that they invent new ways of sinning. Not to mention blow up dolls what else? All kind of craziness. 
Um, they got face masks to, to strap you in, mouth covering, ball sticking in your mouth so you don't scream out in pain. I mean, not to mention the uh the thigh high boots with the long stiletto pointed heels that they love to jab in somebody's back with all of that crazy dominatrix sex. Come on now, the Bible says that they invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. Amen. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. Verse 32, they know, and this is the part that's the kicker, okay? They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet, the Bible says that they know it. They know that they deserve to die for doing those things, but yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Look, listen. I got to put a close to this because I can just read all of this. This is just, look, listen. We need to stop it, okay? We need we need to just stop sinning. Look, listen. Jesus said in John 5, 14, Afterward, Jesus found him in a temple and said to him, talking about the man who were uh, crippled in his feet. Jesus says, see, you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. Amen. Because you see, some insight into that is that, <clears throat> who knows, apparently whatever sin that he was in caused something to happen to his feet because Jesus says that uh he says sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you so that speaks a lot if you read between the lines that's saying a lot he's like look listen okay you keep it up something worse going to happen to you than what happened to your feet so stop it Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now look, okay. What else we got here? First uh, John 3, 6. And this is for the peanut gallery who love to keep saying, no, um, I'm in Christ. I'm saved. But come on, we humans, we're going to sin. So to the, <laughs> the sinful mind, that sounds like a perfect excuse. But look, first John 3, 6. Yep, first John 3 6 says, No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. So you can scream all day on your Facebook page about how you love Jesus, but then you want to come over here on my page talking about, oh, well, we just human, duh. Like, duh, we're going to sin, duh. Okay, well, then guess what? You are not in Christ. What you mean I'm not in Christ? Well, 1 John 3, 6 just told me and the world, you are not in Christ. Why you say that? Well, because it says no one, that means you, no one who abides in him, okay? Because if you say 
that you abide in him, then you wouldn't be sinning. Because the Bible just says no one. So for you to say, well, duh, we humans, that's why we sin, duh. And you saying that you are saved? Nope. You're not, not, <laughs> not only that you're not abiding in him, you don't even know him. You don't know Jesus. Look, it says uh, no one who keeps on sinning. Not that, you know, how we may miss the mark. Let, let's just say that we let our anger take the best of us and we said something and we hold it on to this little patch of unforgiveness and we know we should forgive that person because Jesus forgave us but we still stewing in it and we like no no but then we got the clarity not we need to repent from this we need to confess that I was angry I was hurt whatever it is you need to confess about what happened then you're done about it. And then we have the perfect first John 1, 9 that says that how, how God is just and he is faithful that, that when we confess our sins, that he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's one thing. No, we're talking about habitual sin where, where you think God is playing because you're listening to the wolf in sheep clothing down at the local ap apostate church talk about, oh, you got this in the bag with with all of your uh eternal security once saved always saved high sounding nonsense according to colossians 2 2 8 yeah yeah so stop it now look in closing okay because i gotta i gotta close people time is running out so look what we got here. Uh, we can close with this. Luke 13, 3. Jesus is saying this. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Because the conversation was about, what was it? Something was, something was going on. Where you have, I believe it was some Gentiles. Y'all going to make me pull it up, right? Come on. Let me pull it up before I start paraphrasing and getting it completely wrong. Hold on, because I got to give you all this backstory. Because for Jesus to say that, we need to know why he says, and you will all likewise perish because something was going down and they were coming to Jesus about what had happened. And so Jesus was was listening to it and he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, look at this. Here we go. And this is the New Living Translation and this is the super close, okay, because this is a call to repentance, right? Luke 13 verses 1 through 5 says, About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all of the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Okay, because they apparently they ran up to him. Jesus, guess what? Pilate had had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. And so Jesus was like, do you think those 
Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Okay, Jesus asks, is that why they suffered? Not at all. Verse 3, and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. Amen. Verse 4, and people, and and what about the 18th people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. Listen, it's like, it's like Jesus is saying, listen, we all can get the business. Not one sinner is is uh um has committed a greater sin than someone else who's sinning maybe just a little bit, if you will. He's like, no, if you don't repent, you can get it too. Because they all ran up to him talking about how, you know, Pilate is, is murdering all these people and um Maybe the mindset was that that those people were worse sinners or something. I don't know. Because he said, do you think that those people that Pilate murdered was worse sinners than all of the other people in Galilee? No. <laughs> Jesus was like, he says, he says, um, he says, is that why they suffered? Because they were like the worst of the worst sinners in the whole town where you got sinners in the town anyway, but but them that got murdered, oh, what? They were the worst of the lot. And Jesus was like, not at all. Look, he says, and you will pass. <laughs> it's not funny, y'all. Stop it. It says, and he says, and you will perish too. Unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And then he gives them something else to think about. Right, Holy Spirit? He says in verse 4 of Luke 13. He says, and what about the 18 people who died when a tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No, (laughs) they were not. So. He says, I tell you again, that unless you repent, you will perish too. Amen. Glory be to God. So that's the message of the day. Now, look, listen, for all of those self-righteous people out there who thinking that the woman that's coming to church who's sleeping with the pastor is, is the worst of the worst, okay, because of what she's doing, but yet behind closed door they smoking weed they they gossiping they masturbate and then watching porn but then they want to drag the the harlot as they call her the the harlot before the altar but then uh, they back there behind closed door doors doing dirt too and so this scripture applies what you think that the harlot, as you call her, is the worst of sinners, while you 
in the privacy of your own home, you think, because you think God ain't saying that, oh, you think that she's the worst off? No. Jesus says, he tells you too, that if you don't repent, you too shall likewise perish. Because if the harlot don't repent and you don't repent, everybody going to get the business. So we don't need that lake of fire. I can assure you. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God in heaven. Well, there we go, folks. Another one in the can. I love you all. And I pray that we all walk in holiness and in righteousness because we called on the Lord Jesus to save us. And the Bible says that if we believe on him, then we shall have eternal life and we shall not perish and we take God at his word but guess what you gotta stop sinning and that's the key major takeaway we don't have a license to sin yes God is love and yes he is merciful and gracious and loving and kind and gentle and wonderful people we got to put away the sin. This is elementary. We don't get to have the sin and get to go to heaven too. Oh, absolutely not. So come on, pull it together because Jesus says that we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him, not the weed man. Not the girl with the big booty, not the the guy with all the muscles and the and the mouth game, okay? Absolutely not put it all away, people. So stop sinning, repent and believe, obey the gospel, stop sinning, and turn back to God. Amen, amen. Until next time, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.